0: This is Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, a weekly podcast covering comic conventions, con culture, and entertainment news, co-hosted by Lena Sultana and also Alyssa Franks of the Friends of Comic-Con Forum. This is an incidental episode for season three, broadcast live on Thursday the 7th of July, two weeks before tens of thousands of nerds, geeks, and fans of the various avenues of pop culture descend on the city of San Diego. It can be a bit overwhelming, and attendees, new and old, do have questions they want answering. The best person to answer those questions is David Glanzer, Comic-Con International's Director of Marketing and Public Relations. We spend over an hour in the company of David, covering security at the event, wristbands, hotels, expansion, programming, and so much more. Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Leonard Sultana. Just to let you know that uh, in a second or two we are going to dive into a conversation that we've been looking forward to for some time. And it's really great that um, David Glanzer is going to be joining us. But just to remind you once again that we are going to be doing uh, a couple more shows between now and San Diego Comic Con on Sunday coming, uh, this one uh, uh, heading up, which is uh, Sunday the 10th, we are going to be uh, covering all the schedules. More than likely, uh, we'll be getting the Sunday schedule as we're on air. So uh, do join us as you'll be getting straight away our impressions of what the full lineup for San Diego Comic-Con 2016 are going to be. And then in uh, one week's time on the 17th, uh, the final is going to be coming live from Star Wars Celebration in London. Before I get on my flight to San Diego, looking forward to uh, seeing and uh, talking about what I've seen uh, at the Excel Centre in London, looking forward to that. Right, we've got a lot to talk about because this is going to absolutely be one of the cons for the ages. Already we know it's just got so many epic things taking place this year and there's lots of questions that we've got to ask and there's only one person who can really answer those and that is David Glanzer from uh, Comic-Con International. Hello David, how are you sir?
1: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Fine, thank you. Just to remind you again, I'm uh, joined by Alyssa Franks as well, so she's going to be helping me out with a number of the questions. How are you doing, Alyssa?
2: I'm well, looking forward to, da- to speaking with David today.
0: Right. Just to remind everybody, I know that we have the Q&A open, and absolutely, we'd love to hear any of your feedback, but we may not be able to take any of the questions from the Q&A, purely because we do have a lot to get through. We've already kind of worked out a a rough idea of the questions we're going to ask. So unfortunately, we may not be asking any of the questions from the Q&A, but please do jump in with any of your feedback, and we'll see if we can fold that in as we go throughout the course of this conversation. And it may
1: very well be that the questions you'll be asking may may be stuff that they
0: want to know anyway, so... (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We're also going to try and get through a lot, so uh, let's um, just dive straight in. Uh, We've got some... Pretty big events happening, uh, David, this year. And, of course, one of the highlights is the Star Trek uh, IMAX premiere. I mean, how did this even come about? How did this get organized? Did uh, CCI approach Paramount, or did they come to you for this idea?
1: No, we, we were approached. I, I think, uh, I'm not talking out of turn, but, um, you know, J.J. Abrams, you know, was uh, so involved uh, as the director for the Star Wars movie. And, you know, last year there was a, a pretty spectacular uh, Lucasfilm event uh, with Comic Con, and I uh, my understanding is he wanted to uh, not necessarily replicate, but you know he had such a good experience that thought it might not be a bad idea for the uh, fans of Star Trek to be able to uh, kind of take part in something unique as well. So uh, the idea came up to to have this at San Diego, and it's also going to be in association with the San Diego Symphony, who is going to be uh, performing uh, along with the film. So it,
0: it should be very fun. That's something that wasn't actually nailed down in the uh, the Toucan announcement about this. It, just to confirm, that is actually happening. It's a live score performance along with the film?
1: You know, I know that they're going to be performing. My understanding is it'll be a live score performance, but maybe it's just intro and outro. I'm, I'm not really sure, but I know that they will have the symphony there. Excellent. The pop's there, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, it's getting incredibly close to the convention and that event, which is would have happened last night uh, in two weeks' time. Um, why is it so late in announcing in how you're going to be allocating tickets, especially to uh, badge holders at this point?
1: There is a great deal of logistics. It's uh, I think where last year it was uh, a a basically an exclusive Comic-Con event. This year it's a little bit different. So uh, we're having to make sure that our T's are crossed, our I's are dotted, and make sure that we don't give out information that's incorrect. And we want to make sure that, you know, we we have as successful and as smooth an operation as it is. And there's just a lot of people to – there's a big uh, chain that you have to go through to make sure everybody has an approval and uh, their concerns and all that. So it's a little bit later than probably we normally would have done. But uh, we're confident that – have a,
0: a good plan once it's announced. Okay. Is that announced going to be part of the Toucan blog, or is it going to be a separate um I,
1: I, I have a feeling it'll be a separate announcement. It may be announced on the blog, but I have a feeling it'll be a separate announcement. Okay. And can we
0: ask when that process is going to take place?
1: <laughs> you most certainly may. <laughs> Honestly, I'll be honest you, I really, I really I don't know. I, I haven't had a uh the last time i spoke about it i think they were finalizing it but uh we haven't chatted about uh the actual day yet so it it it, it will be within uh before next wednesday or uh, before wednesday two weeks from now <laughs> that's a nice tight window which i, I think you're working
0: from okay uh,
1: we have I, to- I i think i think it'll be soon i mean it, the truth of the matter is, you know, there's so many moving parts to this, and, and we want to make sure that it comes out smoothly. So uh, when we're confident that uh, everybody is, is 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 happy with the plan, then uh, we'll announce the plan. Okay.
0: You're not going to intend to announce uh, the uh, the tickets for this in the middle of the night, just like Conan did last night. <laughs> yeah, he kind of dropped it at some very inopportune time.
1: You know, it's funny. We, uh, the truth of the matter is, you know, Comic-Con is... Uh, I don't know what the Greenwich Mean Time hours are. I think it's minus something. I don't know. Is it eight or something? But, but worldwide, I mean, you know, we're, what's, what's nine. what's, what's first in the morning for us is, I think, you know, later in the afternoon for you. Alyssa, probably a little bit later in the day. And, you know, there are people throughout the globe and there's, there's rarely a, a the perfect time for everybody, sadly. But I know that that announcement went out yesterday and, uh, I think they've already gotten some, uh, takers on those Conan tickets.
0: Well, it's Cerveza time somewhere, so uh, <laughs> excellent. Um, let's um, quickly move on, because uh, we've got, like I say, a bunch of questions, and let's go to uh, this one, and this is regarding uh, sales and also the collection of the lanyards, bags, and programs. This come from G. Uh, when and where are we going to be able to pick up our lanyards, bags, and programs on Wednesday afternoon before preview night starts? And can people collect theirs if they don't have preview night?
1: Uh, You know, that's a great question, and I honestly don't know the answer to that. But I'm going to write a note right now, and before the end of our <laughs> broadcast, I will have that answer for you.
2: <laughs> well,
1: believe me, it's in a note somewhere, and I know that I've been briefed on it. I just, off the top of my head, I sadly do not remember.
2: Just, uh, I, believe, I
1: believe I believe it's going to be in the sales pavilion. Uh, Alyssa may know more than I do, to be honest with you.
2: Um, actually, I don't, and because my next question was going to be, what are you going to put in place of the tickets, uh, the ticket place space that was in the sales pavilion? Um, can I assume that you're probably going to put the the, ba- the bag pickup and yeah, I pick I think, yeah, I think
1: bag and liner pickup is going to be there, and I think uh, I will find out about Wednesday uh, time but uh my understanding is that space will be used for that so it's it will still be uh, a big registration area
2: i do have a quick follow up to the star wars and wondering if you could let us know whether or not there'll be an allocation of tickets for badge holders only you, are you talking about you, the
1: star trek? star
2: trek star trek yes
1: yeah we 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 we've, we've been given a, an allotment of of uh, tickets for that specifically for Comic Con attendees. Uh it's uh, so hopefully that, you know, will be something that we'll see a lot more Comic Con attendees than than anybody else. But we'll we'll find out. I mean there's a lot of different people who currently, you know, want to see the movie. But uh
0: well, I mean, so, I, actually, I find that very interesting to see if there will be more badge holders uh, there, considering how many competitions are we've been seeing around for, to uh, to win tickets for this. It's a very um, hard-pressed uh, thing to actually want to get to, to attend. Yeah, so.
1: I think I think we'll see a lot of Comic-Con badge holders. There may even be people who, you know, uh, some attendees don't necessarily wear their badges, but they've been badged, so that was probably not a really good thing to say because I don't know that's a really litmus test, but I do know that we have a lot of badges for it. Uh, we were very excited when they they asked us if uh, if you know uh, San Diego could be the uh, the premiere and and uh, we said sure because we thought you know uh, the fans would really really love it and so far everybody seems very excited but I know I am I, I don't know that I'll have <laughs> an opportunity to see it but, I I, I, uh, think yeah. I
0: think there's some buzz so <laughs> I think yeah, I think you're fine um, so um, like I say I, I know that you've written a note down there we will get back to that um, question regarding uh, lanyard and bag uh, bag. Uh, collection and programs uh hopefully by the end of the, uh, the hangout and um i think to wrap up this little section which we've called attending the con uh this is actually uh kind of to do with the um, uh, international attendees but it also does fold in with how people are going to make their way in especially on preview night i've been asked uh people are going to be lining up uh from whenever as usual uh regardless on when the doors will actually open um But how will international attendees be able to do this when they're going to be too busy going through badge collection at the new uh, expansion space in the Marriott? Uh, So when you said collecting badges the day before, why didn't this include preview night?
1: I don't think I said uh, collecting the day before. I think that was your your question,
0: right? It's in in the the Tukin blog that uh, it states that to collect the day before, which I'm guessing that that you're talking... Some international international...
1: yeah I think some international badge holders can't because we weren't able to mail the badges out yeah. <clears throat> I think everybody domestically was uh, mailed their attendee badges. We weren't able to do that for uh, international so I think yeah. they gave international uh, uh, a day early to be able to pick that up as courtesy
0: yeah uh, but obviously that's going to be on the pre unites and as people are going to be lining up to get into uh onto the exhibition floor and the usual lineups, the international attendees. well we don't are know that the
1: yeah, we don't know that the lineups are going to be as they have been in the past. I assume they will be, but but this year uh, everybody will have their badges already uh, in theory. So I think the lining up is going to be, it may be new this year. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. We're, we're trying to anticipate everything, but I don't know if there's, you know, people are going to line up extra early. I hope they don't. Um,
0: this is I, Comic-Con, I, I, David. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> okay I, I think that it was just the, 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 the timing that uh, people are certainly the international red, uh, uh, attendees are going to be tied up at, from up to three o'clock when those badges are going to be handed out and then you're only talking a couple of hours uh, before the actual doors open so it's just how people can actually get into those lines so that was, <laughs> that was the question okay I will okay. try to find that out as well too. <laughs> okay
2: these are questions from real people, real <laughs> attendees, trying to figure out the logistics of, yeah. of how they're going to work through the, the first day of Con. Great. Um, I,
1: hold on. Are you monitoring this? Can you do me a favor? Can you find out about the uh, international sales? Yeah, Leonard just asked about um,
0: uh, the fact that people are queuing up from free <laughs> for Marriott, and then there's also,
1: will be queuing up. The international people will be queuing up at the Marriott. He's wondering. What was your question? How would you
0: how would you then get into your into the line when the line is already forming from people who already have their badges?
1: (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. I think
0: I'm explaining myself.
1: This is really a bad way to do this. I'm sorry. Uh, He's he's concerned that international people won't be able to get into the regular line because they'll be waiting in line for their uh, badges on Wednesday. So how do they get in lines to wait for getting to the show or the panels? You're asking. Yeah,
0: I think it's, this has actually come more from my, from...
1: <coughs> okay, you can find that out. A printed confirmation may, may, may be the same as a badge, but I... It's it's a good question. I don't know that. Uh, sadly, I'm not handling this very well in terms of the answer. No, but the tra- I, I answer.
0: think I think the the question actually came more from my missus, who has been pretty much at the front of the whole H line or in the front fifty for the last six years, and I think she wants to try <laughs> and maintain that tradition. But there we go.
1: I think I think the big answer, honestly, is we're going to try to you know see how how best to. And we weren't again. We weren't able to mail out the international badges, which was something we'd love to have done. But I think that ended up posing a little bit of a okay. an issue for us.
0: Right. Um, I think the other big change that you've introduced this year um, is RFID technology which um, I'm certain a lot of people are going to be very curious to see how that's going to work and also excited to see how that's going to um, sort of like influence and change the way that they use their badges. Uh, we've got a question from Jesse Lynn. Uh, what influenced uh, CCI's decision to switch to RFID badges? And did it come as a result from studying successful badge processes from other major cons?
1: Well, we look at other different uh, events all the time, whether it be, you know, conventions, uh, comics conventions or other trade shows or consumer shows. But I think the really important thing for us is be able to track movement within the facility. Anybody who's been to the show knows that there's, you know, a lot of people. I think we've been very, very good about being able to move uh, people around. Our attendees, one of the great things about our attendees is they, they know that there's a tremendous amount of programming, both on-site and off. Uh, there's great stuff on the floor, so there's always movement. But, uh, you know, there's always concern also about, you know, people overcrowding in any one area. So we're hoping that this will allow us to know where a little bit about that in terms of, you know, where people are, are entering, where they're going. Uh, it's, a, it's a big experiment for us. We'll find out what data we have really probably, you know, during and, and after the show we'll analyze it. But it was an opportunity to really also hopefully curtail uh, scalping, uh and duplicates one of the things that's really been a concern for us is people having fake badges um, it's one thing and i think we've discussed this before it's one thing to have a badge and you know if you hand your badge to somebody else that's something we certainly you know are not in favor of but at least it's a it's a it's a real badge and when somebody starts duplicating badges and they're fake all of a sudden you add more people to the facility that we haven't accommodated for and that can be that can be dangerous So uh, that was another reason for that. So uh, the idea is everybody's going to have to go through and make sure that they can enter with a valid badge. If they don't, they won't be able to get in.
2: Uh. You've actually addressed a a question that Transmeet John uh, from the forum, which was, um, are you planning on tracking movement? And I have to say I'm kind of glad to hear that you are looking at how the crowd is moving around using the new technology. That's wonderful. Um, she's also wondering um, are exhibitors going to be able to scan the RFD badges like they did with the old paper badges so
1: two things in terms of the tracking people I don't know that we're actually going to be you know have like you know be able to say oh there's five people here or you know this person's over here I think it really has to do with entrance and exit areas but it'll give us a really good idea of of where people are going where they're congregating how they're you know where they're entering and exiting from and I, I, I Again, I think we'll we'll be able to. That'll help us a great deal. I think we'll analyze that information as we get it and, and we'll see if we do things differently next year. But it's the it's a new thing for us. So I think any little bit of help is is help, and we're we're, we're kind of excited about that. In terms of uh, scanning, yes, my understanding is exhibitors can still scan badges for 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 data.
2: And her last question uh, for this segment is, are the touch points for the IFB portals going to be higher? Please. That's a really good question. (laughs) As somebody who's
0: 4 I'm really curious on your answer on this one.
2: Even I was bending (laughs) over, and I'm (laughs) 5'2". So please. I
1: I believe that there was uh, an effort made to bring the touch uh, area higher. I don't know if that was... Able to be done, but I know that it was something that we were looking into, and um, the last I heard, it was still something that they were trying. So I, I, I don't have a, 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 a definite answer for you, but it is something we're look, we were looking at and trying to do. Okay.
0: I do have a question from Lee Snow. And, and the, just
1: so you know, somebody from uh, who's who's as short sure as I am, you know, I have to like reach up, so <laughs> it's not that bad, but almost.
0: Um, I have a question from Lee Snowden, and this is regarding certainly people who are, um, and how you're going to be implementing uh, the scanning in at Hall H and Ballroom 20, for example, especially those who may want to uh, camp out late nights uh, for Hall H. Um, so Lee's question is basically how is it going to work is if you camp out for a number of days for, say, Hall H, but then you can't scan in because you forgot to scan out somewhere. Um, are you going to be challenged at the door?
1: you know you really need to scan scan in scan scanner i think we'll have people who can deal with uh issues as they come up um, but <clears throat> it you know it almost kind of defeats the purpose if <clears throat> probably somebody has an invalid badge and needs to get into an
0: area but we are going to have people who uh can handle problem issues I think it's also the, the idea of if you aren't scanned out, whether it's going to cause an issue getting back in. So I think that's kind of where that question is coming from.
1: Well, I think, I think,
0: <clears throat> pardon me, we tried this at WonderCon, and it seemed to work very well. I think
1: there were very few instances of people uh, having any issues with scanning and scanning out. Uh, I think a- after a period of time, just, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's they're right there, so it, it makes it very easy to do. But the idea really is, you know, the RFID is to make sure that somebody doesn't have an invalid badge. And if 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 it pops that the badge is invalid, um, it could be because they scanned out, and I and it didn't scan out, and I believe we have people who are who will be able to address that. But you know, it could also be that somebody has an invalid or fake badge. So. It's a problem. I, you know, hope everybody, you know, remembers to scan in and scan out. We tried this at WonderCon and it seemed to work fine. And also, I think a majority of the people now who attend concerts and events are pretty familiar with the RFID system. So I think we're, you know, coming to this uh, after I think some other entities have done this. So my hoping is a lot of the attendees will will all be accustomed to this, but we'll have people to address that if there's an issue. Okay.
2: I've got a question, kind of a follow-up question from. on the forum and he's asking how micro are you going to get with uh following people using the rfid technology and it sounds like you've already answered that and said not so much
1: we're not going to really be following people it'll it'll allow us the ability to know entrance and exit points where people are congregating in terms of that if all of a sudden you know i'm speaking for the uh the, uh, the, the, the reg people, and I really shouldn't. But, you know, I think if everybody's coming in through, you know, door one and nobody's coming in through doors three, four, and five, uh, that will give us an idea that we need to let people know that doors three, four, and five are open. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think that's where we are right now.
2: Okay. So So you will be saving a follow-up question. So you will be saving that data and analyzing it over the course of the next year.
1: I don't know that, uh, you know, saving is, is, we don't, we don't, well.
2: In the big picture, we'll be, we'll not be so animals. much individuals. <laughs>
1: As, as with all things Comic-Con, we'll certainly be looking at the information that we've gathered and finding out exactly, you know, why things happen. Is it because, as an example, everybody going through through door one, is it because there was some big signing right in front of door one and everybody wanted to go there at that particular time? I mean, there's probably a number of trends and stuff like that. But, again, it's new for us. We'll, we'll find out what we get. It may very well be that we don't get much. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. But we're... It's something we're trying, and we hope that it, it yields some, some interest that will be of benefit for our attendees.
0: Okay. Um, we've got questions from Kimberly Walton. Uh, thank you very much indeed, Kimberly, for yours. With the addition of RFID technology in the badges, uh, will the entrances to Hall Page and Ballroom 20, will the doors be opened a little bit earlier to accommodate those badges being scanned?
1: I don't, I don't think anything's changing in terms of uh, uh, times. I think uh, it's a very, very quick process. They've, you know, Again, we tried it at WonderCon. And it seemed to work pretty effortlessly, so uh, we're hoping for the same in, in San Diego.
0: Okay. And also, will the entrances to Hall H and Ballroom 20 have some of the mobile scanners that they had at WonderCon uh, <laughs> that you did at the uh, Microsoft Theater, or will they be dedicated posts like the original? I You
1: know, I, that's a great question, and it's an answer I don't have. I think they're still finalizing logistics right now. Uh, so I, 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 I really don't know and I, I, I have a feeling we probably won't know that for... Probably a few more days. Certainly not longer than two weeks.
2: Keep in mind, we have a lot of hyper planners who've asked these questions, so they're they're drilling into the very minute details of, of everything. And, and, you know, and, we, and we love them
1: because I have to tell you honestly, it's the you know we really do, and, and you guys know this. We really do look at the feedback that we get, and, and especially the constructive criticism that we get it helps us to make sure that. Uh, uh, maybe something that we we don't get, but when somebody says A, you know, B, or, you know, B calls D or whatever, uh, it helps us. So, you know, I appreciate that. And as somebody who, you know, slept on the floor of Hollywood Boulevard for the Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> I totally know the necessity of planning.
2: <laughs> I would sleep for those, for the Star Trek tickets for the premiere night. Just saying, okay? <laughs> I, I just like sleeping out. However... Um, this next question is a follow-up to the the hyper planners. This primarily comes from the exclusive people, um, but I can imagine it's also for the the people who go for for autographs. If, on the on the everything line, first thing in the morning, if you tap into the hall, you go upstairs. Um, you're waiting in in the respective queues. You. Run to the, um, and you're running to the the sales pavilion to get into the Hasbro line. No running. (laughs) Walking fast (laughs) to get into the Hasbro line um, first day in the morning. And then you end up having to go out through the doors and queue up outside back behind the pavilion um, through the, the sales door. the the glass doors next to um, the autograph areas.
0: The the back of the convention center down to Seaport Village, yes?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So will somebody – so they'll have to tap out through those doors. So you're going to tap in as you come into the hall, walk fastly, and then tap out to go in. Out of the doors.
1: I don't know the locations yet. All the locations that will have the tap in and tap out. But if you're if if
2: a lot of the Hasbro and the Lego lines um, and the ticketing lines, they queue up outside of the convention center on the back side of it. And so it's um, so what ends up happening is first thing in the morning, you've got a lot of people who walk fastly through the convention center to get to the back side of the convention center to queue up for certain uh, ticketing events like the Hasbro tickets to be able to buy at their booth. Um, So it's it seems like there's going to be a lot of very hurried tapping in and tapping out going on first thing in the morning and just kind of wanting to make sure that there's going to be um, a free flow of movement uh, from the front of the convention center to the so that we'll be able to get into the back. And I was wondering if you had any information on that.
1: Are you talking about within the facility for somebody to get from the front of the center to the back? So I yes. guess so. The thing is, that, I mean, it, it, it's as free flowing as, as it, it would be at any time of, of uh, any time that the that the, the the badges will have an effect on that. If you if you will have to scan to get out, uh, you'll have to scan to get back in. Uh, and it's you know I, I'm not sure if you uh, you know I, I wonder. Kind of worked very very quickly. I mean, it was it was very very quickly. So are you
0: are you saying is there going to be a hold up because of the badges or? I think she's also asking if the uh, the back of the convention center is going to be monitored, monitored. Certainly in the morning to prevent people from entering on that side.
1: Yeah, I don't have locations of the of the stuff yet, but I think you know entering the the the, the exhibit floor. There's from whatever area that's going to be that's open to the public is going to have okay. uh, those pavilions. Right. What are they called? They're called not pavilions. What are they called? I think they're called. I don't know. I call them kiosks, and apparently that's the wrong word. Ah, We'll have those things.
0: Those things. Okay. The portals. Portals. Thank you. Portals. Okay. Um, We're kind of moving on to um, the the security and the movement of people uh, at this point. And we can also talk about um, wristbands as well. A question from Neil Williamson. One of the issues was that um, on announcing a place for people to line up at the back of the convention center, people automatically started lining up pretty much the moment that it got announced, and early, too. Has this strategy been reconsidered uh, for 2016?
1: I know it's been looked at. I can't say what the new strategy, or if there's a new strategy, uh, will be, but, um, you know, I, I, we're very lucky that the people are, are, are very good. Um, but, dedicated, dedicated. yeah, that's something we've looked at. I, uh, I don't know what the plan is this year, to be honest with you.
0: Okay. Um, and this is uh, from chat Tra- uh, will the whole H wristbands be handed out earlier this year? Because I do know that uh, on the official announcement it was to be 8 o'clock in the evening, and it ended up being later and later, even into 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. I think uh, people were concerned about uh, kids, disabled and seniors, from waiting until that late hour for a wristband. Yeah,
1: we looked at that as well. I know that there's a... I think they're, they're, they're finalizing that right now. You know we have a whole division, a line division, and I know that these last two weeks They've just been intense minutes, so I don't have an answer for you. But uh, that was something we looked at. Okay, there should be more information coming out next week on, uh, on one of our can tips uh, as they start to finalize that. Okay. I know that does not give you an answer, but the, the truth of the matter is I think there's there's they're still... they together. are. And, 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 and a lot of the process that we do, just so that you know, is saying, okay, we have a plan. This plan not work, and then we have to try to find ways to to see that it doesn't work. Uh, that way, we know that you know. Hopefully, we'll have an issue um, in the prior to the show stages, rather than you know discovering at the show. But that typically doesn't always happen. But that's why that's why it takes time.
0: Us attendees, we always like to put be a fly in your particular ointment. I understand that.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean, I gotta tell you, and and you know, I know this sounds cheesy, but it really is true. People who visit our show, who are other meeting planners and stuff like that, are amazed, and rightly so, at the at the goodwill of the the, the people who come, the attendees, and how you know we have a tremendous amount of people in the building at any given time, and the fact that they move about that they they you know know what the plan is or or good nature dealing with changes in the plan is remarkable it truly is there there are events that have a quarter of the size that are not nearly uh do not do not uh or don't benefit from the, the 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 good nature of their attendees. We're very very lucky to have an event as big as we are, and our attendees you know what yeah they're they're very particular about certain things, but you know what, it runs smoothly because of that. So we're yeah we totally understand, okay, and appreciate it. Uh,
2: Kim uh, Kimberly Walton has a question, um, and it kind of goes towards what you were just speaking of, uh, and she's asking about security, um, given in light of all of the events that have happened across the the globe, and she's wondering will the security when, while we understand that you can't go into any details, what's going to be put in place to provide an added layer of security? Um, she's concerned specific, specifically about the Hall H lines and the overnight lines. Um, but are you thinking about metal detectors? or? <clears throat> I really,
1: you know, sadly, we always say we really don't talk about security. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. We are in constant contact with the uh, local police department and other uh law enforcement officials. There are any number of uh security measures in place um you know the the certainly all of us are aware of <clears throat> pardon me all of us are aware of you know um uh, world events and uh San Diego in particular is going to host you know three or four really tremendously large events this year one is the Uh, Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, uh, the San Diego Pride Festival, which is really very huge, uh, there's the the Over-the-Line Sports Event, uh, and Comic-Con. So, I think it's suffice to say that, you know, security is, is at the top of all of our list, and, uh, we just don't talk about specifics, but, uh,
0: I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, it's just more a case of the reassurance. Uh, i, mean, I 'm only guessing that there have been conversations in place with the uh, with the city and uh, local law enforcement yeah
1: and, and it's, not just one-off, stuff, it's not just one off conversations but it literally there's a a, a, a back and forth dialogue it 's an open door policy uh, you know we are one of the few events that actually have a police and first responder command post. In the building, I mean that's specific to Comic Con. There's a there's a command post uh, that we have, and that's served us very very well, and that will certainly continue. So we take security very seriously.
2: Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, absolutely. Uh, for myself as well, I'd like to say uh, yeah, thank you for your efforts on that. Right. You ready? We're now going to talk about <laughs> hotels. Oh, oh yes. Um, <laughs> it's been um, a very contentious issue i've actually I've, I think i 've maintained throughout the course of this year that it is going to be something that 's going to be a conversation that 's going to last way beyond uh, comic con this year uh, What was your feelings about how Peak conducted themselves i mean did i mean they did did you feel that they left themselves open to criticism uh, i think th-
1: so I think that there were clearly there were issues i think there was a, a um, there was, uh, difficulties in communication. I think not only, uh, in disseminating information, but making sure that information was, was correct. Uh, I think, you know, there's any number of reasons for that. We're, we're, you know, have had and will continue to have, uh, discussions about what happened, how it happened, why it happened, and how to prevent that from happening again. Um, and, you know, it's, it was, it was not, it was not I, I idea uh, from
0: cci's perspective
1: either then well I, you know the, the the sad truth is that you know it was it was it didn't go as we would hoped it would um oddly enough we were able to 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 sell uh to to be able to uh move hotel hotel rooms i think at a faster rate uh than we did last year but that doesn't uh, deny the fact that there were there were issues and, and you know trust me we're very well aware of that.
0: Okay. I mean, was the process organised between OnPeak and yourselves, or did you, in effect, lead them to it? We work
1: in consultation with them. I mean, we don't, you know, our, you know, we put on conventions and events. We don't, you know, you know, we we have a registration company, we have a, a hotel sales company for good reason. Um, you know, but, uh, so, but we work hand in hand and it's not fair to blame, you know, any one person as being the 100% reason something didn't happen. You know, we're certainly, uh, the bug stops with us, but, but the truth of the matter is when something doesn't go as it should, uh, we have to find out why. And, and, you know, having, you know, upset customers is something nobody wants and that, uh, is really important for us. We have a great relationship with our attendees. You know, we know there's a lot of conventions out there, and the fact that uh, you know they've you know, remained loyal and we're getting new people is a great thing, but you don't want them to, to make it so difficult for them that they don't want to return. I mean, that's sure. not good for anybody.
0: I think the the primary concern when it came to hotels was the distance of time between the actual getting all of the badges and then the hotel sale and then the actual wait list as well. It, it was just that I think it was the lack of information that came out, which was the the certainly for me the primary concern, because there was just no information to kind of allay people's fears.
1: Well, I think it would be easy to go ahead and give false information, but that mm-hmm. wouldn't serve anybody. So I think we really had to wait to make sure that our, our ducks were in a row and that what we were saying was accurate, Uh because the worst thing in the world well maybe just as bad, if not worse, is go ahead and, and give information that then was not true. So there was a delay. I, you know, uh did we like that delay? Absolutely not. Uh and this isn't uh an excuse, but you know, we worked with the the prior company for many, many years. And you know there were glitches with them as well, but there was a, a certain, I think, uh Understanding of how we all worked. Um, you know, this was in essence really the first year that On Peak really, uh, took over and, and I think we all learned a lot. Uh, you know, there's some different business practices and stuff. Uh, I don't think it's, it, it, probably in the communications area, so things didn't go as we thought they would and I, and I think that On Peak would agree with that.
0: Sure. We were, we, were, we, were,
1: we were both, you know, pretty horrified at how things turned out. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay, that's, that's the word, I I'm think. Sure. am <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. know, your for yeah.
0: Well, I mean, speaking of uh, information and um, correct information, just, to, I, I'm not sure if you have this to hand, uh, but Jason Coe is asking, when the when are the on-peak hotel, re, hotel reservations uh, released to the hotels? Because uh, he wants to know how soon he can call to confirm his reservation at this point. Are you talking about this year? Uh, this is this year, yeah, because um, I'm not too sure if the actual reservations have been released to the hotels yet.
2: i had heard some reports of them being released. Mm-hmm. I think it's a by hotel. Is it uh, uh, hotel, by hotel Somebody's, somebody's
1: going to check on that right now because I'm not sure. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm not sure. Um, okay. Jason, if you can message, if you can let us know which hotel we're talking about, just I wouldn't. I, the I
1: don't hotel. know if I can do specifics of hotels.
0: No. Okay. But um, you know. Uh,
1: General question. Sure.
2: Okay. <laughs> the, the, next <laughs> the next just, section. The next
1: section. Just because I don't want I, I, my fear is that I'll, I'll say something uh, and then, you know, I'm going to get a call from, you know, a general manager saying, why did you say that? That is the case. You-
2: <laughs> we understand the, the need to be specific and yet not be specific at times.
1: Yeah, and, you the know, and, and, and just, just so that you know, and I know that, you know uh, – my fear is always somebody saying, oh, it's just double speaking, yada, yada, yada. The truth of the matter is I'd rather say something that's truthful and accurate than say something that's easy and, you know, maybe not really truthful. So I'm sorry if it looks like I don't have some of the answers, but I'd rather give the correct answer than something that isn't correct.
2: We're drilling into a lot of specifics uh, here, and it's understandable that you, given your position, wouldn't know uh, how high the, the badge holder uh, tap in, tap out places would be. That's understandable. Yeah. Uh, the next, the next Although series. Although I was in a meeting with that,
1: I just don't know where it <laughs> ended. It. But then, so that was a great question.
2: You might, you, you actually might be able to to really help us with the next series of questions, which is about the expansion. Um, and I was wondering, are the different. I know that there's a number of different plans. Are they going to be on display for us, um, San Diego uh, Comic Con fans to, um, attendees to look at?
1: I don't believe so. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because there are, there are in essence three plans. One was the contiguous expansion that, uh, we were all very excited about that ended up getting, uh, shot down because of the financing, uh, ended up having problems in terms of how they were trying to finance it. I think it it, uh, it didn't take into account some uh, some tax law or something. Uh, so there are two now um, – there are two additional plans for non-contiguous space, meaning a space that could be across the street or several blocks away. Um, we have no involvement with those two. We don't endorse those or support those for any number of reasons, but those are uh, up to those entities themselves, and I don't know if they're, if they're going to you know, publish, you know, information about those. And I don't even know how far along they are in the process of that, to be honest with you. I think there's been renderings, but I don't know if there's, like, a layout of what it would look like inside. So um, mm-hmm. I think it's just an idea right now for them to put something on the ballot to get something built.
2: I'm, I'm not... I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer this question from Jimmy. Um, he asked it, and he goes on to say, most plans include the additional hotels and the Embarcadero District plan includes an 18,000-seat multi-use venue, um, I think, in Seaport Village. Um, I, 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 are you familiar with that plan? I am,
1: and I think what Jimmy's talking about is... So- it's an exciting time in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> I say that because <clears throat> we're hoping for a contiguous uh, expansion of the space. Uh, that looks like it, 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 uh, it's really on the table right now. I don't think it's a dead plan. It's just something that I think they have to find the proper financing for. There are two additional plans now to build a, a non-contiguous space. So it's a place, basically a convention facility uh, a few blocks away is one of them the other one is to 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 build a uh sports stadium a football stadium that will have a convention component to it and then i think uh, last week or the week before uh the seaport village area which as people know is uh south or west depending upon i guess i always think it's west but apparently it's i don't know <laughs> uh but you know uh, uh, further down than the uh the hyatt um there are Seaport Villages has restaurants and all that. There's a plan now to, uh, upgrade that area. I think the lease for whoever owns it now expires soon and there are proposals and one proposal that, uh, was, uh, shared, uh, recently was a proposal to upgrade that whole area that includes a, uh, basically a, I think like a concert venue or something like that that would allow to have, you know, a stadium type. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say stadium, but I think it's a closed, uh, like performance-type facility. So I think that's what he's talking about. Uh, and some of those include hotels. And to be honest, we, we haven't looked at much of that right now. I think mm-hmm. they're all just in the wishing stages, so who knows what will end up happening at, at the end.
2: Okay. Another, uh, an 18,000-seat um, venue is about the size for, for our fans, about the size of a summer concert. Series um, outdoor shed, so it's it's a fairly large place, but it would be a great hall H. <laughs> Just that's that's a wish on on Jimmy's part, um, and then and then he goes on to say that that would mean that we could open up the existing hall H uh, for floor vendors and increase the floor space uh, for vendors up under on the on the ground floor. Um, Citizens a million um, had another question. Is there anything that we can help uh, CCI take us? Um, is there anything that we can do to help CCI take a stronger opposition to the proposed football stadium?
1: Well, you know that's a, a great question. I, I, I think the the thing that would probably help us most is if people let their friends know that we don't support it. One of the most frustrating things we've, we've discovered and it continues to this day is people saying, oh, um, you know, this this venue will, will keep Comic-Con in San Diego. First of all, we're not in favor of it. Secondly, no one thing will keep Comic-Con in San Diego, even if they do a continuous expansion of the convention center, but we can't get hotel contracts, well, then, you know, that's going to be problematic. Um, you know, but a lot of these signature gatherers for these uh, these ballot initiatives have used Comic Con as the reason, and you know we've had to issue a, a public statement. A couple of public statements. We, you know, we wrote a, a an op-ed piece in the local uh, paper um, saying, "Look, we're in favor of contiguous space, not non-contiguous space, and there are reasons for that." I think people who aren't familiar with Comic-Con say, "Oh, wait a second! You have outside activations already. Now you'll have a dedicated place for that." Well, that's not really how it works. If you end up having a convention that is across the street or blocks away, we have to decide then who's going to go into that space uh exhibitors, who gets to stay in the big facility who's relegated to the small facility um, The outside activations we have right now are non retail uh you know it's they're they 're basically allowing us to uh, have displays and things like that outside it 's very potentially expensive for us if we end up having to rent a space over there even if it's just for let's say non-retail uh, that doesn't really necessarily work either and other people have, and, and and you have another facility convention facility across the street or, or blocks away what's we'll to prevent a, a, a rival convention or a competitor or something from going in there and you know we would have to probably and not just Comic Con but any large convention that came to San Diego would probably have to book that to make sure any consumer show anyway to make sure there was no you know guerrilla competition and entities have said, well, you know, maybe you can negotiate with him to get, you know, uh, reduced or free or stuff like that. Well, I, I guess there are certain things you could probably end up doing, or as our neighbors to the north in Anaheim and LA say, or you could just come up here where we have some to <laughs> we have to deal with that. And that's a hard <laughs> argument to, to fight. You know, the truth of the matter is, we love San Diego. We want to stay here. Uh, the past mayor and the current mayor have been very, very good about working with us. Uh, we're very, very grateful for that. And the hotels too. I mean, look, you know, the Indigo Ballroom and the the new uh, Marriott. And um, mm-hmm. so far, we're making it work. It's not optimal. It's not ideal, but hopefully, we can we can we can stay. And I think contiguous space. Uh, would be great. Non-contiguous space, bad.
2: <laughs> Got it.
0: Would Thank the, you for summing it, be, it up. Would it be for us. Um, best to um, for us to say make our feelings known to the mayor's office, or which would be? Well, best you know, that's
1: a move? great that's a great question. The mayor is very supportive. Uh, uh, it's 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 very weird for me to uh, be somewhere and have the mayor know who we are. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's it's very very weird. I mean, we're a bunch of geeks and nerds, and you know, it's it's weird. But but the, I think the city really understands the predicament that we have, and they also understand that it's not just a Comic Con issue. It's an issue for any large convention that wants to call uh, San Diego home for a convention. It's not really the best plan to have that for us. We don't believe, and, and we've heard from other meeting planners. They have non-contiguous. So I don't know that the the it may very well be maybe local newspapers, uh, uh, things of that nature. Because the the mayor's office certainly is aware of that. Um, but the confusion, set is that you know a lot of these people who are signature gathering and talking about these non-contiguous spaces always use the Comic Con name, and they have a much, you know, they they have a much bigger budget to 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 talk about that than we do. I mean, we can just put out statements and all that. and, you know, after you keep saying something so many times, I think, you know, <laughs> it speaking becomes less of interesting the, to news.
2: Speaking of the mayor's office, um, have you spoken with them about uh, limiting the uh, construction uh, that's going on? Uh, do you know if the construction sites, Broadway, Fifth Street, East Village, will be active during Comic-Con?
1: I, they're very, very aware of of, of, of Not only Comic-Con, but again, July is such a huge month that I think they're really trying to mitigate that. So, yes, it's something that, that they're aware of. It's something that they're trying to, there are, there as I understand it, there are certain things that, uh, can wait and will, and then there are certain things that cannot wait, and, and then they try to schedule it in a time that's less inconvenient for everybody. But there are certain things, as I understand it, that just have to, have to be done sometimes. Uh, I don't know if there's anything on the schedule right now. But sometimes there's an issue that happens, whether it's a, 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 you know, a a main break or something like that, that just has to be addressed. But I think for the most part, they're very, very aware that, you know, they don't want to inconvenience anybody because it can spread out. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you you close off the street and, you know, it, it backs up and it becomes, you know, a spider web of problems.
2: Again. Thank you for talking to the, to the the powers that be and uh, to, to help keep the traffic flowing. We appreciate that. It's, uh, it's
1: uh, my pleasure. And, and then trust me, the, the, the a lot of times they will approach us and say, hey, by the way, we're trying to do this <laughs> and not do this. And we're, we're grateful for that as well.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the communication with San Diego, I've uh, got a couple of questions in terms of uh, CCI's relationship with the city. Um, from L'Ariel and Romano, uh, any more news about the Comic Con Museum talks with the Hall of Champions at Balboa Park? So the, the funny thing about that is,
1: uh, it's interesting because it actually really all ties in. We've we've long wondered, you know, what we could do for the Comic Con legacy. I mean, we you know we're an integral part. We think of San Diego, and and we're very grateful and lucky that the city has really embraced us all. I mean, for people who were you know, always the brunt of, well, for many times the brunt of jokes. It's great that the city is really, and I, by the city I mean not only the the elected officials, but you know, the the rank and file, you know, people in the in the street. Um, so we've talked for a long time about internally about uh, having a legacy and, and what would that look like. And the idea of a of a museum was floated at one point. Uh, the Hall of Champions people uh, had heard that, so they approached us. Uh, and we've just been having some, some discussions, which is great. But the reason I think that uh, uh, that ended up becoming public was because an entity that was uh, in favor of non-contiguous space also mentioned in their initial press release that there's no space for a Comic-Con museum which surprised us because we'd never discussed <laughs> anything with them. So um, the talks are going, ongoing. Uh, right now, as you can imagine, everything's kind of on hold because Comic-Con's coming up, and we're all focused on that. But, um, you know, th- there's really not a lot of information. It's just basically an open door uh, uh, of discussing, you know, that uh, we think would be interesting. Balboa Park is a beautiful place. If, if attendees to San Diego for Comic-Con haven't been to Balboa Park, you need to check it out. It's really just
0: incredibly beautiful. Well, if it's anything like the um, the display and the exhibition that took place at the uh, the the library last year, which I I wrote a piece about it on the uh, on my site, it was just a gorgeous uh, display of some amazing artwork, and I I really do hope that there is uh, something that will come off the back of uh, of that conversation. Great, um, thank you. Uh, we've also had a question. I've read that oh, the the question is uh, I've read that CCI will be associated with the new San Francisco Comics Fest. Uh, what can we expect from CCI's involvement, and what does this mean for the festival? Uh,
1: so we're right now uh, talking with them. I think uh, you know we're we're really sad that uh, we weren't able to get you know the whole situation with WonderCon in San Francisco. We'd love to eventually uh, return up there in some some manner. Um, the year or two after. Uh, I think Ape, I think maybe the year it was announced that Ape was moving to San Jose, um, some of the local community up in San Francisco, uh, were exploring an event, uh, in San Francisco. And so they had a lot of, uh, basically creators and, and retailers and stuff chat about that. And we were up there as well because we thought, you know, it would be an interesting thing to see what the, we wanted first of all to let them know that we didn't abandon them, uh, you know, uh, and in the course of that, uh, uh, they'd asked if, uh, we would be interested in, in, uh, you know, associating with them, and we are. So I think the way it looks right now, they they typically have a week-long, uh, festival of stuff at different stores and different locations and all that, and that will probably culminate with a one-day, really I think more programming, uh, that, that, uh, we'll be involved with, uh, still finalizing all the details on that, but in a way to, to show support and, Really, you know, again, you know, fulfill a mission statement of bringing, you know, comics and, and popular art to a wider audience. But it'll be very comic specific and, and uh, uh, it, it's going to be called, uh, uh, I think, story t- Storytelling Across uh, Media. Uh, so it's SAM for short. But we're very excited about it. We're still chatting with them and, and uh, seeing how we can make this the best thing. But we're excited about, you know, hopefully being back in San Francisco.
0: Excellent stuff. Uh, We do have a number of uh, bits and pieces which we've kind of lumped in uh, miscellaneous at the end, Um, but uh, I think we'll just dive straight into them and we'll see how we go. Uh, This is from Kimberly Walton. Last year, one of my friends almost got knocked over going to a vendor on preview night. Uh, She was ADA and had a walker, but a whole door of general attendees was let in at the same time as ADA. Will the people manning the door this year have walkie-talkies or some form of communication so that one door is not open before another?
1: I think, I I don't know the specifics of that. Um, My understanding is that that doors are open at different times, and that's for crowd flow, but um, I I can look into that as well. Okay.
2: I have a a question from Perk2100.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no worries. (laughs) Um, And this kind of goes to the geeky number side of me, which so I really I just grabbed this question: Um, How many man hours are put in uh, making San uh, San Diego Comic Con go? Do you have any guesstimate of? I mean, how how long it takes you guys to plan everything with the panels and logistics? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, that's, uh, that's really a great question, and I, I have, especially now when everybody is working a like, tremendous amount of overtime, oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine how many hours, but that's really a great question. I'm almost afraid to, to find out, but the truth of the matter is... I mean, it, it is a lot of hours, and it's a lot of people, and, and it's interesting because, like I said, we've, we have a whole lines division now. We have, you know, specific divisions with certain things that, that require specified uh, attention, and, um, you know, I, uh, I hesitate to say <laughs> this, but like last night, I, I was telling people here, last night I was up, until four o'clock in the morning because that there was just so much going on in my head. And um, and it's not unique to me. I literally came in this morning and someone was telling me, you know, I got up at three o'clock this morning because I thought about all this stuff and I just couldn't go back to bed, so I thought, well why don't I just go to the office. So as many <laughs> you know, you can probably multiply the regular eight hour day plus, you know, a ton more times however many <laughs> people it is, and you would come up with a number.
2: So so and do you start not as much. do you start planning literally the week after San Diego starts or do you kind of work on WonderCon first and you know, then San Diego?
1: I think the easy answer is yes. Um, you know, the the truth of the matter is we're, (coughs) we're, we've been working on stuff for Comic-Con next year, uh, stuff for WonderCon next year. Um, Clearly right now uh, all hands are on Comic-Con now, but There are still things that that may end up having to be done for following years, like you know, uh, talking to hotels uh, about you know future contracts, uh, talking to the city about things that are coming up in the future. Uh, it really is very multi-levelled now. I think back in the day when we were much smaller, it, it, people were amazed that it would take a year to plan the show. They'd be like, well, what What can you possibly be planning on? You know, a year out? Well, because it is the size it is now, it's multi-year. Uh, so there are certain things that take a couple of years in advance, certain things that uh, are specific to that year. But, yes, it's it, there's no just, like, okay, now Comic-Con's done, let's work on WonderCon. WonderCon's done, let's work on Comic-Con. It, it really has to keep it all straight, and sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do.
2: So you would say that you probably use, like, four times more hours than you do uh, on San Diego Comic-Con than you do on WonderCon, for example. Is that about a uh, four-to-one ratio? I, there's no way for me so to fighting. quantify that.
1: I mean, okay. I, really, honestly, I, the only the only reason I say that is because it's really specific. So if, if everything is going very, very smoothly and there are no hiccups, uh, then you could probably use a formula like that. But it is specific. As, as a prime example, we probably spent a lot more time this year on uh, analyzing the hotel situation. So all of a sudden that would skew mm-hmm. your hours. If uh, we're dealing with contracts with another hotel or the prime example, WonderCon was in L.A. uh, this year. So that required a lot more attention because it was a whole new venue in the city.
2: That makes sense. Makes sense. Thank you for uh, humoring my geeky side. I appreciate
1: it. Of course, of course. Uh, It would be really scary to think about.
0: Speaking of geeky side, this is um, a question from DCD74, and I'm determined not to use this as a platform to advertise my own panel, which uh, is going to be taking place. When is that panel? Um, I I, I believe it's on Friday uh, between midday and one. uh, That's um, that's a whole other question. Um, This is a question from uh, DCD saying, what is the process uh, for creating a panel? And if that person has a good idea, um, who's the what's the best process to actually uh submit a panel
1: so the the panel so it's it's really great we, we try to uh, devise our own panels and, and programs and then we, you know, accept submissions. And a lot of times they come from professionals within the industry who say, hey, I've got a great idea for whatever it happens to be. But we have fan panels as well. So, uh, I think uh, our, our general email address is cci-info at comic-con.org and you can put in the subject line there, panel suggestion. Uh, so if you have a panel that you think would be a good idea, uh, you know, especially if you know other experts in that field who would be willing to sit on that panel, uh, it's something
0: we would certainly entertain. When's the best timetable to submit that? not now, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously not now. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, honestly, I, I would say probably any time. Uh, the, the process probably really starts after the new year, uh, but you know, I think any time they would they would keep it in their file uh, so that when they start to discussing that they could, they could pull it up. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I say this is because all of our, as you can imagine, I'm sure it's the same thing for you guys. All of our email boxes are just like, you know, <gasps> <sighs> uh,
2: overflowed with people that I need to respond to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for very much. Thanks CCI very much for, very much for um, publishing the ACE parking info uh this year prior to the lottery. It's uh we we greatly appreciate that. There's a large amount of San Diego people who don't stay on the shuttle route and they do appreciate the parking information. I just wanted to thank
1: you well, thank you, you. and AS has been a great, you know, uh associate of ours. They've they've been a great, you know, we've teamed up with them for many years in the past and they really they've been very helpful. We're very grateful for them too.
2: Yeah, they've seemed to have done a good job in getting it less stressful over the past year or two, which is which is nice, just to reduce that stress level that we're all feeling. Yeah. Um, I have a a suggestion for you personally from the uh, from AZT on the forum. Mm-hmm. He's suggesting that it would be really nice to have an archive of all of your interviews. Oh, um, my God, I don't
1: know
0: if that would be – I don't know that, <laughs> or not. Well, that. not. Not to feed your ego in any way, shape, or
2: <laughs> What he's suggesting is a tab on the CCI page for a media archive, uh, which leads listeners to your interviews from various sources. <laughs> do like they
1: really want <laughs> yes, will, we really work?
2: that? Yes, we do. I will, okay. Well, I will tell you, no, no. A, there, there is a
1: plan uh, to have a, a press section. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. our hope is that there'll be press releases, things of that nature. And I don't know that we've actually thought about that, but maybe links to, uh, uh past interviews and stuff like that is not a bad idea. That's a great idea. I,
2: I actually love the idea personally. One of the things I found on my forum is that having a history of what you guys have put out allows people to go back and not ask that, that question again. Of so they can read the information and get it firsthand from CCI's main spokesperson, Mr. Glanzer.
1: That makes, makes, makes perfect sense. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, yeah. It,
2: it, his name is AZT, and I think that he um, expects credit for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, AZT, that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> and that was your credit. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, We've got a question here uh, as one of the ones to wrap up. Uh, Well, I think we've got some uh, other bits as well uh, in the list. Uh, A couple of years ago, uh, John Rogers came to Mike Towery's San Diego Comic Fest as a guest of honour. During his panel, he mentioned that CCI keeps the attendees' pocketbook central to making decisions about the direction of its shows. Uh, How do you feel that CCI is uh, doing in that regard? And any chance of seeing you as uh, guest of honour at San Diego Comic Fest 2017.
1: Uh, you know that would be up to them. I, don't, you know, actually, I, uh, I was going to say nobody invites me to be a guest anywhere, and I don't blame them. I mean, honestly, I and thank you guys for you know putting up with me for an hour. But which is why I was like perplexed about putting interviews on the site, but I totally understand AZT. Um, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't been invited uh, to be a guest. I, I, I don't know that I would have, you know, much to to offer. But um, as far as how we're doing in terms of the pocketbook, I wish we could do better. Uh, but I, I have to tell you, and, and people don't see this, there really is always a a, a valiant fight to try to keep our our, our prices down. We know that uh, San Diego is a, a wonderful. World-class tourist destination is not the, the the least expensive city in the world. So, if we can mitigate some of those costs, we would love to. I think you know, uh, as 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 the prices of our our badges, you know, as as, as much as they may be, uh, I think we try to keep that, you know, where they are as well, with you know, brief increases here and there, as opposed to. You know having VIP packages at you know five or a thousand dollars or something like that, we don't think that's very helpful. and we do talk and negotiate with the hotels to try to keep those hotels as affordable as as we possibly can as well and that's why I said earlier it's not always just one issue like if we had a convention center expansion that was contiguous and everything was great, but uh, hotels decided that you know uh, the the our room block rates would increase you know exponentially that would be difficult for us because we really have to listen to our attendees and make sure that it's an event that they can afford to attend.
0: Okay. Um, final couple of questions from myself. Uh, number one, uh, do we have any idea when the um, Android and iOS apps are going to be updated?
1: You know what? I just got an email about that that I did a look at because it's you know I've got a ton of emails, but uh, I think it's going to be very, very soon. I know that they've been working very diligently on it. There's a... There's a whole new division now that's, uh, uh, working on all the text. A secret between us is I'm not very tech savvy. So, uh, I, I read some of the stuff and my eyes literally, like, you know, glass over because I just don't understand it. Um, but my understanding is it should be updated
0: very, very soon. <clears throat> <clears throat> Certainly throat> before two weeks. Excellent. Um, well, that's, uh, well, I you hope. hope. You hope. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> I want
1: to do a shout-out real quick to uh, NBC, who uh, basically does this. And I have to tell you, one of the first things that we said when we we partnered with NBC was to let them know that the information that they're going to want from us is going to be very late in coming. And and, uh, I would hate to be on that side because, you know, we get requests, you know, weeks in advance saying, okay, what's the schedule look like? It's like, we don't know. You know, and I think they're like, oh, okay. So uh, it, it, it gets updated as late as it does because a lot of our information changes really up until the last minute. So my um, hat's off to NBC for, A, you know, doing this, and for, B, putting up with us. So, so download that's, the
0: app. That's the flip side to on-peaking <laughs> our, the hotels with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, a question from Michael Leventhal. Uh, in the ticket letter, uh, or with the badge letter, it said something about random checking of badges to names. Uh, will you be doing that uh, in the morning, where you may get delayed and lose your place in line? Uh, if you
1: don't have, if your if your badge doesn't correspond with your uh, ID, it could be problematic. Uh, I think that they they in the past they've done random. I think they're continuing doing continuing to do that. So I would make sure that you have your ID on you that matches your
0: badge. Fair enough and uh the, I think the last one from myself uh this is a question uh for Kenny um basically would like to know the name of the sadist <laughs> that puts together the comic con um competition questions who who is this who is this so I have to tell you who is uh, this who is this madman
1: i I will not give you his name uh, <laughs> but I will tell you that. He's, I've known him since he was, well, you know, I may have known him since he was like 13 or 14 years old. He works for the association. He's a wickedly intelligent guy. Uh, and, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, this is how, this is how bad it is. He puts these things together and he's all, uh, I didn't make it very hard. And I look at it and, and honestly, <laughs> guys, I'm like, I, I don't even know how to start. Let alone, you know, and, and there's some, it's a testament to our attendees. There's some people out there who are, I think the majority of them, are incredibly brilliant because they come up with these answers. I can't even, I don't even understand the question, let alone the answer. But he takes a great, it's what he does in his spare time because he enjoys it. And, um, you know, we've allocated a certain amount of badges for promo, and that is, uh, that is one of them. So I will certainly pass it along to our mystery puzzle maker. Uh, that he has been described as a sadist. <laughs> he will actually love that too. I think <laughs> he's a really he's a really good guy. He's a a diehard fan and he loves doing this. It's, again, it's what he does in his like off hours to decompress.
0: Okay. Did you manage to get a um, update on one of our early questions regarding preview night at all? Was that passed to you?
1: So the the the, the my understand the, the one question about the hotel. Uh, somebody asked about the releasing of the uh, I forget the specific question but the answer I got was it really depends upon the hotel it varies from hotel to hotel depending upon the individual contracts they have does that answer that that earlier question? Yeah, we've
0: actually got a couple of comments in uh, the Omni is one hotel that has gotten their details, at this point then it is a case of do call your hotel they may actually already have those uh, allocations through already Yes. But um, I think the question was uh, regarding the um, international the, the international, and also the collection of um, bags uh, bags, and lanyards uh, before preview night starts. I think that was the, the other one. Is bags and something? We may have the, to post that later.
1: Bags and lanyards are upstairs in the sales pavilion, sales pavilion along with the uh, program books and the events guide. And yeah. then um, everything is handled the way it has been in the past in terms of... Lines and badges, correct? With uh, with the international, yeah, with Wednesday.
0: Right. So there is going to be a a, a case of that there is going to be that the internationals are going to be delayed getting into the line because they they're going to be busy collecting their badges at the Marriott. Um, uh, there's going to be a, a slight delay for the internationals
1: if they're getting into line the day before, or, or you mean into line for preview night?
0: Uh, into the line for preview night.
1: Yeah, it, it might be, but I, I don't think we've we ever had to close preview night. I mean, we've never capped attendance for that, right? Yeah, so they may not be the first persons in, but they should have no problem getting in.
0: Right. I think that was. I think that's the, 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 certainly the question to actually get into that line. Certainly to get onto the exhibition floor for exclusives uh, for anything that they there's kind of a. a, a a time limit for but anyway, okay right um, any other questions from melissa
2: i'm all set thank you so much david for your time this morning i greatly appreciate talking with you pleasure it's always a pleasure to, to both of you i
1: wish i had uh, more concrete information on some of your stuff the truth of the matter is when we have a new uh scenarios in place it's you know it's a learning process for us too so hopefully it, it'll go smoothly and uh that will make things go even more smoothly next year
2: it, it went smooth at WonderCon with the RFID so I'm I'm confident that you guys will uh, have it all sorted and it will be seamless <laughs> great <laughs> yes. now, now, now you said that exactly sorry
0: just the one thing to wrap things up because it isn't it's been mentioned on my social media it's been mentioned on the Q&A all the Star Trek talk and that really, really nice enterprise that you've got behind, behind you. Just if we could just. Can
1: you hear that? I don't know if you can.
2: Hold on. Oh yeah, that's.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't
2: that awesome? Excellent.
1: Okay, so it's funny. I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan, as most many people know. But um, I love Star Trek, the original series. and love TOS. Uh, yeah, me too, right? Nothing against yeah. any of the other captains or, or crews and all that, but uh, something about the TOS that I just love. And they came out with apparently a huge uh, model, which uh, I so wanted to get, but I am smart enough to know that, A, I would never build it, and, B, <laughs> if I try to build it, it would look nothing like it's supposed to. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I was able to get this, which I think is fantastic.
2: Speaking of TOS, thank you so much for putting Spock on the front of the program guide. That yes. picture is amazing. I Isn't am I? so glad. That's going to be on the volunteer shirts, right? I believe, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Is, that's, yeah. And, that's, and on
1: top of that, there's a gallery downtown uh, that will be featuring some of that art, uh, yeah. and I think that information might okay. be in the events guide. If not. Uh, You can let me know, and then uh, we can let your uh, uh, readers and listeners know. Excellent. Thank you for
2: paying homage to to Mr. Niven.
1: Absolutely. You know, he uh, was a a fan favorite. He'd been here a couple times, and uh, boy, you know, when you look at his history and and what he did, and and he was just incredibly prolific in a whole bunch of different areas, uh, incredibly good heart, and, uh, you know, very, very much missed by, by us and fans everywhere
0: excellent David thank you very much indeed for your time it's been a pleasure speaking to you as always we'll look forward to seeing you in two weeks time um, I think myself and Alyssa now have to very quickly disappear because the Wednesday and Thursday schedules are now live so if you're are they? Us, they are indeed what, what were the <laughs> <yours>? odds oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's they're now up and running so uh, if you are watching this if you want to go and check uh, the Toucan blog on uh, comic-con.org comic comic uh, and tukan. Don't, you
1: have a, don't you have a panel uh, at Comic-Con? I
0: do indeed it's <laughs> when called, is that? that's on the Friday so that information comes out tomorrow but uh, yes, uh, the British Invasion Spirit of 86 talking about the British influence on uh, comics worldwide and that's that's my little effort uh, for uh, my little corner of Comic-Con. Uh, awesome. You. awesome.
2: <laughs> Love you, David. Thank you so much. You, That's wonderful. You.
1: We'll see yeah. you in a few weeks, in a few days. <laughs> indeed.
0: Yeah, very soon indeed. Excellent. Right. Um, just to wrap things up then, thank you very much indeed for watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope we answered enough of your questions. Don't forget, we are back again on Sunday for our uh, penultimate episode, um, it's going to be all about schedules. It's probably going to happen the same way it's happened today. The Sunday schedule will come out while we're live. But we will be talking about our uh, favourite little gems, those hidden gems of the uh, the schedules, the obvious clashes that's going to be uh, lining up. And, of course, the final nailed-down pieces of the big rooms, of 6BCF, of... Ballroom 20, of Hall H of Indigo. Um, already there has been some massive um, events and co- uh, panels announced, including uh, the little uh, sections in between uh, the big panels on the Saturday. We already now know that James Cameron, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, Michael Bean, uh Carrie Hahn, a whole raft of people are going to be coming celebrating the Aliens' 30th anniversary. That's going to be sitting in the Saturday uh, schedule. We're going to be talking about all of this. On Sunday, so do join us on Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, from 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. GMT. Alyssa, I think that was uh, a great conversation. What did you think?
2: It was wonderful. I was so glad that he was able to give us that amount of time um, so that we could ask all of the fan questions. That was that was very generous and kind of David to do, and um, it just shows that's the attitude that I get from most of the people that I talk with at CCI. Yeah. Excellent
0: stuff. Where can people find you online?
2: Alyssa? Friendsofcc.com forward slash forum, uh, type in and I will pop up. Um, we also have the blog and I've got Twitter, uh, friends of CCI. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> And
0: for myself, you can find me on Twitter, EnglishmanSDCC. And, of course, you can just search me uh, on most social medias, an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Bilen Sultana. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you on Sunday for our regular show. Do take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Check out the schedules. See what's uh, lined up for your Thursday. See you soon.